Verity for breakfast. Sports with Saratsis. We've got the AFL back in our lives. The Richmond and Carlton game. Hey, good morning, Verity. Well, footy is back. It was a great game, actually, last night between Richmond and Carlton. The Blues showing they might not be easy beats this year. They came out firing. The first five goals of the game went their way. Not many people tipping that one, but the Tigers, well, on the night that they unveiled their flag uh, from last year, Verity, their premiership flag in front of 90 thousand fans they unveiled it and they settled in really in the second half and controlled the last quarter a 26 point win to them Dustin Martin just picking up where he left off last season 32 disposals and Carlton have also uh, got some young stars in there Mitch Patrick Cripps so the young West Australian 36 disposals for him 20 of them contested he was a bull last night Verity Charlie Kernow as well five goals he looked great up forward but the biggest issue for me Verity and I'm going to say it, and I think I hope you I hope you can join me in saying I agree with you, Joel. The umpiring just gets worse every year. I know they do their best, but my goodness, some of the rule interpretations Verity last night, the 10-metre protected area rule, crazy rule, and then enforcing it as well. That was even more ludicrous. So five 50-metre penalties against Richmond, and they uh, need to go back to the drawing board and uh, practice in training, not getting in that protected area, I think. It's a hard one when they've got... How many rule changes did we have before the 2018 season? Yeah, there's a new one every year, that's for sure. And uh, look, they say that the Friday night or Thursday night in this case game is the way that the rest of the games will be officiated. So I'm pretty sure every other club will be taking notes out of last night's game and not making sure they don't get in that protected area as the uh, players are pushing back off the mark. Well, hopefully some clubs that take note include the Eagles and Dockers. What are we thinking looking forward to the rest of the weekend matches? Well, the Eagles, Verity, we'll start with them. Nick Nat is back, that's for sure. <laughs> All eyes will be No on pressure, him. Nick, no pressure. Yeah, no, no pressure. His first game since round 22 in 2016, and there's only a 1,000 tickets left as of yesterday for that game at uh, the new Perth Optus Stadium, Verity. So it'll be an absolute sellout, about 60,000 fans, all legal fans, I'd say. Not many Sydney people making the trip over. And they'll all be watching the flying Fijian, that's for sure. But look, a lot of new faces as well for the Eagles. Uh, Jake Waterman, Liam Ryan, Daniel Venables, Francis Watson and Braden Ainsworth, all named in the squad. So... Unclear how many of them will actually make their debut. Uh, the final squad will be announced later today for the Eagles game playing on Sunday. But look, definitely a new direction for the Eagles. A lot of young talent in there. And uh, they lost a lot of experience at the end of last season. So they made their actions clear. Meanwhile, at the Dockers at Verity, they face Port tomorrow. And look, some new faces for them too. Pick two in the national draft. Andrew Brayshaw, he'll play along with Bailey Banfield. Uh, they'll both make their debut Nathan Wilson and Brandon Matera, they'll play their first game in Dockers Colours. Joel Hamling left out of the side, unfortunately. Verity, he's a regional boy and, uh, look, just couldn't crack into the team. Alex Pierce back in the side for the Dockers. So a little unfortunate for Joel, but, look, he's an emergency and uh, he'll have to find his way back. They face Port tomorrow, so it should be a good game for the Dockers as well. He is hoping. Check back in with you on the Monday. We'll do a bit of a debrief and see how it all unfolds. But happy to have have your you're on a Friday. It's, it's, this is great. And happy to have the footy back and speak to you very soon, Joel. Sounds good, Verity. Thanks. Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. 
come 9am this morning, we have got the big farmer on your plate day. Mary Nanke on the line with me, President of Farming Champions. Mary, are you able to tell us a little bit about how this day came about? Back in 2012, the CWA actually had an alarming farming gathering in the eastern Rebels. And they asked me to be a speaker there. And when I did my research, I actually became very alarmed because we'd lost about six out of ten farmers in ten years. So I decided it was time that we championed farmers and we got the city to understand how important our farmers are to all of West Australians. People often do not relate to the people that produce the food on their plate. From there, we ended up with a Facebook group and many people actually signing up as farming champions. We've actually, our Facebook group's got over 2,600-odd people on it and we've had tremendous support from across the state because people do want people to care about our farmers. You know, the issue is we're about promoting the importance of keeping people in rural Australia. We raise issues like education and telecommunication. This event gets really bigger and better every year, doesn't it? Well, this year we're in the new Yagan Square, which is quite exciting. It's on Wellington Street. There's a huge grass area and we've got such a fabulous array of farmers coming from, you know, as far north as Gascoigne and down to the southwest. And of course, it's great to have people from your area. Be Happy Apries there from 2J, and we've got the fabulous um, Jenna Orchards with their pomegranates. You know, about raising awareness of what's out there. And, you know, as I said, the importance of our family farmers. It's really not just the importance of agriculture. It's the importance of having people living in our region. Absolutely, the bigger picture. If anyone's listening on in, Mary, and and really wants to find out a bit more about Farming Champions, how do they go about that? Well, look, they can look at our Facebook page. We do also have a website, or they can contact us direct. And if they've got the time today, they can still pop in and see us in Yagan Square. Uh, We'll be there until 3pm this afternoon and it's easy to get to because you can catch a bus or a train. One of the other exciting things is we've got some of the best chefs in Perth actually championing our farmers and they they give their time freely today. And I suppose you've had to go through and test everything, make sure that it's of the highest calibre, Mary, before it gets... I haven't really got the time to do that no. yet, but I definitely hope to do it today. What we ask people to do is just to give a gold coin for um, some of the tastings. Uh, we do need some money to, to pay for the event, but we're very excited about the future because this is our sixth farm on your plate, and this year the Department of Agriculture and Regional Development has pledged to their support, and they want to work with us in the future to grow this event into a, a bigger and better event. Come and say hello. Come and taste some wonderful food and come and oh. support yeah, regional farmers. Thanks so much, Mary, for giving us some details. Farmer on your plate day 2018. Make sure you head along if you get a chance, and if you, you don't, well, at least check out Farming Champions. Well, I really appreciate you taking your time. Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. <laughs> Back in the studio, welcome back, Senior Sergeant Mark Tobison from the Meriden Police. Thanks, Faraday. It's great to be back. It's been a little while. Well, it's been a couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> we had the Meriden show not too long ago, a 100-year celebration. It was big. It was really well celebrated and I think really quite successful and it's successful for the force as well. Yeah, it was. Look, we, we had a uh, significant number of officers at the event, um, not because we felt there was any issues, but because we wanted to show 
locals that you know that were involved and were engaged so the best thing for us is there were no offenses reported in terms of stolen property or assaults or anything at all we had a uh, a small child that was misplaced momentarily but uh, <laughs> afterwards we did some rbts when people were leaving after the fireworks and not a single reading it was fantastic that mm. is great to hear because i know yeah. it was big in numbers this year so that's yeah. wonderful that you had no records of that although in terms of breath testing there has been a lot of checking happening recently have seen the, the lights yeah, look, going we, off yeah we've been out and about trying to uh, make sure that people are making the right decisions about drink driving uh, we now have drug testing uh, roadside drug testing available in town so when uh, when a person goes negative on the drink driving we then have the ability to test them for drugs as well so if you are someone who likes to drive whilst under the influence of drugs, I'd suggest you don't do that anymore. Yeah, it'll be, you'll be on it. And yep. also you, you have uh, sort of addressed it in the, the local paper, The Phoenix, but also I guess for those using social media as a means to, to vent their frustrations, the best thing to do is to get in contact with you when things happen rather sure. than to complain about it. Is yeah, sure. Look, we, we faced a bit of criticism recently in the social media about some about an event that occurred. And, I, you know, I'm not opposed to people wanting to provide some feedback, but come and talk to me personally. Come into the police station and ask for me. I'm, my door's open and I'm happy to meet with anybody. Prior to that social media stuff, but I had some people from who were involved come and see me personally and I've had lots of contact with them since and um, I think that's the more appropriate way to go about it. Just mm. come and see me. We can, we can resolve issues. It doesn't need to be horrible things aired on social media yeah. because once things have been said, they can't be taken back. No, that's it. Social media can be pretty damning that way. On, yep. on a more positive note, how's the crew looking? Is everyone secured and you locked what? in or there's still transfers? Uh, almost. We've got our last three coming. Uh, their dates are in. They'll be here the, in two weeks' time. Yep. Um, and that's it. We're full house, uh, full complement. And so that'll be 11 out of 15 people turned around. So if you see unfamiliar faces that's why uh, but town. they're all good people and all been recruited to come here because they have skills that can help the community and so we're really excited to have all these new people here wonderful and do you think that maybe once they are here and everyone's sort of got a bit of the lay of the land that there might be the possibility of having coffee with a cop again yeah or? look we'll look to do that sometime pretty soon because that's a great thing i fully support that so we'll get back on track with that cool well thank weeks. you very much for coming on in good to nice. have you back on the show great to be here got Tamara from the Bruce Rock CRC on the line with me. We have got the big community colour run on this weekend and you just told me off air that you've actually sold roughly around about 60 tickets which is... Well I actually think it's a little bit less than last year because last year we had a lot more kids ah. do the event but this year we actually have a lot more adults which is good but the 60 total that doesn't include volunteers or spectators so we're still looking at about over 100 people coming Oh, absolutely, because you've got lots of entertainment and other things happening throughout the day as well. Yeah, yeah. So we have um, kids entertainment from 2 o'clock, slide and a bouncy castle. We also have six health and fitness related market and information stores there, such as Herbalife, Cassie Clark from Narrambeam with her personal training business and lots of others. And we also have a DJ throughout the day. So that's oh, DJ cool. Kenny P. Yes. He will be <laughs> playing till about 6. And then in the evening, we actually have JMQ Duo from Perth coming up, which Wonderful. is a, so it will be good. Great. And are you actually going to be involved this year? You've been too busy doing all the running around organising. Oh, yes. I won't be doing the race again this year. I'll be organising and making sure everyone heads off on the race. 
So for those who have bought a ticket and are raring to go, the registration start from 2pm at the golf club, is that right? Yes, or? gates open at 2pm, so anyone can come up from then, but we are hoping that everyone who are actually doing the race will register by 3pm, because at 3pm we are hoping to hold some gopher and golf cart races for all the older community members who are coming up to watch oh that sounds like yeah. fun i wonder if any of the older community members have been tampering with the engines in their gophers oh, probably it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> <laughs> and then the race will actually start from 4 p.m wonderful well yeah thank you so much for providing a couple of more details 2 p.m bruce rock golf club uh, lots of entertainment and stalls and things there for spectators and those that are going to be supporting those that are going to be doing the run slash walk. It's, you don't have to do run, do you? No, no, you can walk. Glad to hear that. It's going to still a fair few participants involved and I'm sure it's going to go wonderfully. Thanks again, Tamara, for a quick couple minutes of your time. That's okay.